Good morning, and welcome to Union Chapel Online. My name is Jeff Hughes, and I serve as the Connections Pastor here. And simply put, what that means is I love the opportunity to help people connect with God and with other people and with our church here at Union Chapel. I'm so excited today that you have joined us from wherever you're participating in this live stream from. We're thankful for technology, but greater than that, we're thankful for you that you're participating in the work that God is doing. Well, today we'll be concluding our series called I Love My Church. And let me just say that again. I love my church. Now, let me address our current situation, our current reality, if you will. It is Sunday, November the 29th, 2020. We are right in the middle of the global pandemic, COVID-19. In case you're watching this some years later, you've stumbled back on this broadcast and you're wondering what is going on. I am standing in an empty church building right now, giving this message to a camera. And there are people all over our city, our state, and those have tuned in to participate in this online only service. And you just heard me say, I love my church. You may wonder how could that even be true? How could that even be possible? And I wanna say this, here's why I can say I love my church right now. You see, the church, it's not a building. It's not a place. The church is within you right now. The church is within me right now. And friends, that's why I can say and mean from the bottom of my heart, I love my church. When we're gathered in this space that we call Union Chapel, and when we're scattered about all over various places where we may tune in to the broadcast of church services, I love my church. And in reality, what that means is I love you. And I'm so thankful that you are a part of our faith community here at Union Chapel. If you're just joining us, you're relatively new, welcome. I'm excited about this message today as I dive into some ways where you can better connect with God, with one another, and with Union Chapel. If you have your Bible or your mobile device, I want to invite you to make your way to the book of Ecclesiastes. We'll be in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. So go ahead and make your way there and let me give you some history and some context of what's going on here in this book. The book of Ecclesiastes is the reflection of an old man. He's examining his life and the lives of those all around him. And as he reflects, he's discovering that people are pursuing many, many things that are meaningless and without purpose. Knowing that he was approaching the end of his journey, the author sought to teach us and give us some wisdom for today of things that would be of great purpose and value. And friends, we can find great wisdom from the author Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes about how we can escape this vortex of the, the meaningless existence of life. Can we just pause for a minute? I want you to focus on those words. Does your life feel like a vortex of meaningless existence? Just spinning around, rinse and repeat and recycle, man. I believe that God has a word for us here today. And so let's tune in to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. 
This is the word of God. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who was all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? In verse 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three, even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. There's a gentleman by the name of Lyle Schaller, and you probably don't know who he is, or you've probably never heard that name. And Lyle Schaller passed away in 2015. He was a church consultant and had written over 50 books and numerous articles on church living and how we can make the most of our time together as a church. And he really was a great scholar. And Dr. Schaller wrote these words that were quoted by Randy Frazee in the book, The Connecting Church. And I want you to hear them and I want you to allow them to sink in so we can truly answer this question. Hear them. Rising from the debris of our lost values is the new value on the individual. The me generation has given way to the me world. The question is, how will the church, the ultimate we organization, adjust? Friends, that is a great question for us to consider today. How will the church, the ultimate we organization, adjust to individualism? How will we adjust to that? Most churches today have not been able to seize the idea and rally around a common purpose of uniting together for good. But I believe that we have an opportunity ahead of us, even in these challenging days, to resist individualism, to come together as the we church that God has made us to be. In the next few moments, I want to explore some of the wisdom from Solomon in Ecclesiastes. And I wanna look at two things. I want to look at what Solomon says about a life without connection. And then I want us to flip the coin and I want us to look at what he says about godly and meaningful connection. If you're taking notes at home on the Union Chapel app or just a pen and paper, either way, I want you to see that the first thing a life without connection brings is isolation. Isolation is the word you're looking for. Ecclesiastes 4, 7, and 8 says, I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone without a child or a brother. The author Solomon tells us that there is something meaningless in isolation. Living life all alone, isolated and disconnected from people will lead to a alone and meaningless life. There was a study that was published in the Washington Post in our pre-COVID world. Note that these stats are pre-COVID. And it said this, the title was Social Isolation Growing Among U.S. The article went on and it, it read this, that Americans indicated that they are far more socially isolated today than they were two decades ago. And a sharply growing number of people say they have no one with whom they can confide. 
The article goes on and it says this, according to a comprehensive new evaluation of the decline of the social ties in the United States, one out of four, 25% of people say they have no one with whom they can discuss personal troubles. More than double the number of people who cited this just years before. Remember, this was pre-COVID. This was pre the global pandemic we find ourselves in that have made so many isolated and disconnected. Overall, the number of Americans have in their closest circle of confidence. They used to have three, now they have two. We are living isolated. We are living a disconnected life. This study paints a sobering picture of the increasingly fragmented America where intimate social ties once seen as an integral part of the fabric of daily life have decreased and are shrinking or are non-existent. And what we know in these challenging days like 2020, come on, you know 2020 has been challenging. We need this even more. Far more people suffer these days alone than in connection. Friends, even though we're not meeting physically right now in this building that we call Union Chapel, we must and we can remain connected. And through this message, I plan to share some very practical steps that you can take if you're feeling isolated or disconnected, even as you watch this live stream from various places today. The isolation that we're facing is extreme. And with that isolation comes depression, comes anxiety, comes worry. And as we become even more disconnected, all of these things continue to build in our lives. One study that I read just last week said this, said depression rates have tripled in all demographic groups across the board during the pandemic. Of course, we know that along with depression comes an increase in substance abuse and child and spousal abuse and in suicidal thoughts and on and on and on that list goes. Friends, if you are suffering any of these things, we want to help. So let us know how we can help you through the course of this message, through dropping an email to us at info at unionchapel.com. We want to connect and to help you as you battle these things. We want to stand in the gap for those of you that are struggling. So let us know how we can help you. All the more reason to get and stay connected to a local church in the midst of this pandemic. We've got to fight isolation. And right now, even more than ever, I believe that God wants us to lean in to him, to others in the church body, and to learn what he has to say to us. I read this recently, if close social relationships support people in the same way that beams would hold up a building, more and more Americans appear to be dependent upon a single beam. This is not good. It's not good. The natural reaction for all of us to a lack of connection is to retreat to the safety of superficial conversations and limited personal contact with one another. Because we're isolated, we withdraw even further and we don't let ourselves be known and know other people. That's not a good thing. When is the last time that you observed a warning light on the dashboard of your vehicle? 
You've seen these before, the, the check engine light or maybe the, the tire pressure monitoring system. Or for some of you, you're nudging your spouse or significant other and you're saying the fuel low light. Yeah, maybe that's you. Well, these lights serve a critical, critical purpose for our vehicles. And I want you to hear this. Listen to this closely. You see, loneliness, it is the warning light on the dashboard of your life. And it confirms that you are running low on your primary fuel, connection. I want you to lean into that. I want you to grab that because right now there are people hearing my voice who would say, I'm lonely, I'm disconnected. And what you need in your life is greater and deeper connection to God and to God's people. And I wanna help you do that through the rest of this talk. Here's the second thing that a life without connection brings. It brings exhaustion. This just keeps on going, doesn't it? We've got isolation, and now we've got exhaustion. Solomon says this in verse eight, there was no end to his toil. Well, that's just real encouraging, isn't it? No end to his toil. <laughs> in the book, Rethinking the Church by James Emery White, he says this, the heart of Christian development has long been a relationship between someone who has something to learn and between someone who has something to offer. He continues and he says this, in the context of such relationships, a synergy develops that accelerates and enhances growth. Synergy is the energy or force that is generated through working together of various parts or processes. So for example, a a horse can pull about 9,000 pounds, but the power of adding more horses, let's say four horses, can pull over 30,000 pounds. Phenomenal. If two horses can pull 9,000, four can pull 30,000. There is synergy. Friends, when you work alone, you suffer exhaustion. You toil and toil at your spiritual growth, but alone, you'll only suffer exhaustion. I believe some folks hearing this can really relate to it right now. And I just wanna ask that God would speak to us right in this moment, that he would drop in the room where we are and talk to us. Here's the third thing a life without connection brings. It brings frustration. When you live the Christian life without partnerships, you suffer from isolation, exhaustion, and frustration. C.S. Lewis said this, man himself has inside him this inconsolable longing. Lewis wrote a profound statement in his book, Mere Christianity, that will give both the question and the answer. Lean in and listen to this. If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Elsewhere, Lewis writes this, our lifelong nostalgia, our longing to be reunited with something in the universe from which we now feel cut off is to be on the inside of some door which we have always seen from the outside. Let me say it this way. There is a longing inside every human that cannot be satisfied by work, by drugs, by alcohol, by sex, or any other thing. 
It can only be satisfied by a relationship with Jesus Christ and his people. These things I listed and the things that you know in your life that leave you meaningless. They end in frustration and they end in exhaustion. So many people today feel like they're on the outside of a door. They're desperately wondering what it looks like on the inside of the door. And friends, the inside of the door, the thing that brings an end to hopelessness and despair and frustration and exhaustion is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your savior and the opportunity to open yourself up to meaningful connection with other believers. Do you wonder what's on the inside of the door? It's Jesus. And today he begs to fling that door wide open and to invite you into relationship with him. It's the only way that we will not go through our life toiling and toiling and toiling, finding ourselves exhausted and frustrated and isolated. Verse nine of Ecclesiastes four begins with this simple declaration. It says, two are better than one. Don't you know that's true? Two are better than one. The healthy Christian life cannot be lived alone. It cannot be lived through an individual life. It's meant to be lived in connection with God and with other people. Godly and meaningful connection. It'll bring three things into your life. And let me share those with you now. The first thing that godly and meaningful connection brings into your life is production. Production. Verse 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good return on their work. Now, I know that if you're working hard, you want what? You want a return for that work. You want a paycheck or you want to see the work. You want to see the fruit of your labor. We want to see production. In his classic text on economics, The Wealth of Nations, Author Adam Smith says this, he says that 10 people working individually can produce 20 pins a day. He's studying the making of pins. But 10 people working together can produce 48,000 pins a day. 48,000 by working together. Man, what an amazing opportunity we have to, to put what we bring to the table collectively to that of what other people bring, to fight individualism and decide that we want to be the we church instead of the me individual. I believe that if we can grasp that, all who are hearing this message today, our lives will be dramatically changed for the good. A married couple will no doubt tell us the value of Christian counseling, sitting and talking with someone who can support them and encourage them and help them work through the trials of their life. A professional athlete will no doubt talk to you about the value of a trainer, of a coach, of someone who can lead them. A business person will no doubt tell you of the power, the influence of a strategic thinker, of a team the value that comes in working together, the collective opportunity of bringing all the voices together to the table to talk, to encourage, to inspire, to equip. Perhaps in your Christian life, you've been going at it alone and you've not had the value, the synergy that comes 
when you're connected to another person or to a small group of people, may I encourage you to do that today, to take that step, to say in all these other areas of life, we see that there's value in working together in business, in sports, in our our marriages when we need help. In all of these relationships, we come together with other people to bring insights and knowledge and teaching and, and outside thoughts and perspective. But in our Christian life, so many of us go it alone. We go through the days alone, thinking that we will somehow be the strong product that God wants us to be. No, we won't. We miss out on something when we go through life alone. And that's exactly why Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. When two human souls combine their strength, their creativity, their talent, their ambition, The synergy that abounds in that moment, in that gathering, will create people who are better off after that conversation, after that gathering. Well, the second thing of three, the godly and meaningful connection brings into your life is provision. Provision. Verse 10 says, if one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the one who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? When spiritual, physical, and emotional needs arise, the loner finds himself in isolation, in exhaustion, in frustration. But the man who has a friend, he experiences provision. About eight years ago, a few of our staff here at Union Chapel decided that we wanted to participate in something called the Warrior Dash. If you've never heard of the Warrior Dash, it's a 5K mud run. It has obstacles. They, they boast that at the end you jump over a flaming area. You're swimming through uh, different areas. You're jumping over barbed wire. There's things to climb over. There's monkey bars. All kinds of crazy, crazy obstacles. The Warrior Dash, it was a mud run. And we were coming up at one particular obstacle about halfway through. And we had had a steady pace of traffic moving through. And and we saw that there was a crowd of people. We wondered, what's going on? You know, is this the end? No, I don't think we're at the end yet. And, and, And we see that there's this climbing wall that's about 15 or 16 feet high. It's got different hand and footholds that you grab. And, and as we got closer, we heard a terrible, terrible sound. And that sound was a woman who was screeching, making the most obscene, crazy sound you could imagine. Well, what had happened is this woman who was maybe 50, 75 people in front of us from the very top of this climbing wall, about 15 feet, she lost her foothold. And she fell 15 feet to the ground and she shattered a bone in her foot. In fact, when we made our way around her as she was receiving medical attention, I made a mistake, something I probably will never do. And I turned and I looked thinking, oh, I'll give her a pastoral thumbs up or encouragement or let her know we're praying for her. And when I turned and I looked, I saw her foot was turned a direction no foot should ever, ever be able to go. She had fallen from the top of this climbing wall, and it was a bad situation. Let me ask you this. 
What if she was climbing that wall and there was no one there? What if it wasn't during a warrior dash mud run? What if they didn't have the ambulance standing by because they knew someone was going to have an accident that required medical attention? If someone falls down and has someone there to help them, they're better off. In our lives, we fall all the time. Sometimes it's just a stumble, just a trip, it's something minor. And sometimes it would be the equivalent in our lives of falling 15 feet and shattering our foot and turning it sideways. In our lives, when, not if, when you fall, I want you to have somebody who can help you up. I want you to have someone who can grab a hold of your hand, who can cheer you on, who can give you the support, the encouragement, and the repair that you need. If one falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity the one who falls and has no one to help him. You get it? It's good stuff. We've got to know that we need each other. Do you have someone to help you? Do you have someone to grab your hand, to encourage you, to inspire you? I hope you do. Well, here's the third and final thing before I give you some practical application tips to conclude this message. Godly and meaningful connection in your life. It will bring protection. Protection. We need this. Verse 12 says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. There is protection in the partnered life. When we connect our lives in a meaningful way to other people, there is protection there. What I know and what I'm sure you know is the attacks will come. Sin, Satan, and self will all abound. They will all attack us. But there is protection when we live the connected life to other believers and even greater to God. And I want you to have that. When you stand alone, you find yourself easily overpowered, but you find protection in community. You find protection in a relationship with godly people who will help support you. I don't know about you, but I love the movie Gladiator. In the, the movie Gladiator, there's a character played by Russell Crowe named Maximus. And this is in the scene, uh, the battle scene in the Colosseum. And I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there's a great quote here that I love. And, and Maximus, Russell Crowe says this. He says, whatever comes out of these gates, whatever comes out of these gates, we've got a better chance of survival if we work together. And then he says this, we stay together we survive. And friends, I don't know of many better mottos in the Christian faith than those last concluding words from Maximus. We stay together, we survive. And I believe that God not only wants you to survive the Christian life, but I believe he wants you to thrive. And I wanna give you some practical tips as I close this message to help you do just that. But we know that living life all alone brings isolation, it brings exhaustion, it brings frustration. But when you enter into a life of godly and meaningful connection, you'll see that it brings production, that it brings provision, and it brings provision, protection. So how about you? Do you have an authentic, meaningful connection with godly people? who will encourage and inspire you to, to run towards God every single day. 
Chances are, as I've given this talk here today, you have thought of some step that you maybe need to take. Maybe you're already thinking, you know, I need to do a little better about this, but I'm, I'm not really sure what I need to do. Well, what I want to do here as I close this message, I want to give you a few steps that are very, very practical. And I'm just so thankful that our team has put together a great way for you to be able to respond as we conclude this message. In fact, you've probably got your cell phone handy. Go ahead and grab that. And I want to invite you, we'll put this up on the screen, to send a text message to receive back some ways that you can connect. And here are the steps to do that. Grab your phone and open up a text message. You'll put 94000 in as the number. In the body of the text, type UC Connect. UC Connect. Now, make sure the autocorrect doesn't change that to Connecticut or something like that. And when you hit send, you'll get an automatic link that comes right back for you to open that up. Right there, you'll just put in your, your contact info. You'll get an automatic text that comes right back to you. And in that text will be many of the steps that I'm about to talk about. Each one of those will have a link you can click and you can see even more detail because I would love to share for an hour about each one of these here with you today. But instead, I want to just give you a taste of some of these options so you can decide the best next step for you. Did you get it? I believe everyone has a next step. And here's the first one that may be right for you. It's to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You know, this is the very best thing that you could do is surrender your life to Jesus Christ. There is no better step of connection than to say, Jesus, I need you. And you know, maybe you're new to this and we welcome you to that if that is true. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's an amazing thing to have salvation, to be connected with God through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, just two Fridays ago on November the 20th, I celebrated 32 years from the first moment that I took that step of receiving Jesus Christ. It was a Sunday morning, just like this. And I realized my need for Jesus, that I was a sinner, that I was disconnected from God. And I prayed a simple prayer for Jesus to be my savior to surrender my life to him. And 32 years later, here I stand, not perfect, but continuing to follow Jesus. And maybe for you, today is the day, November 29th, 2020, for you to take that step. You can see the steps on how to do that right there. And we want to help you. Here's the second step. Perhaps you need to join a small group. You know, here at Union Chapel, we have small groups for all ages, from our, our little kids all the way to our oldest attendees here at church. We've got men's groups, women's groups, and groups of all ages. And we want to encourage you to plug in to a small group. You know, maybe you have been a part of Union Chapel for a long, long time, but you've never taken this step to share life in a meaningful way with a group of people. You see, we believe that life transformation happens best in the context of a small group. And so you can see steps on how to do that right there in that text and just let us know. You know, many of our small groups are meeting through technology, but they're meeting in a way where you can see other people through platforms like Zoom and otherwise, where you can see other faces and you can hear them and you can talk back. And it's not just a platform of disconnection 
It's truly a technology platform where you can connect in a meaningful way with others. And so those of you that have maybe been resistant to to try something like that, I want to encourage you. We do have groups that are still meeting face-to-face as well. And so you can see all of that information right there through that text. So I hope you'll respond. Here's the third way that you could take a step today is to participate in our Foundations New Believers Gathering. This is a really exciting thing that our team put together just a a few months ago. And this is a four-session gathering. It's online, on Zoom. Again, you see people's faces, you meet new people, and we talk about some really important questions. We'll cover what is the Bible, why does it matter. We'll talk about who is Jesus And then we talk about what are practical next steps for you. And so I I love our foundations gathering. It's a great opportunity to ask your questions, to be in an informal setting where you not only meet some people, but you can answer those questions and explore the Bible and explore Jesus and, and why that matters to us, to our city and to the world. So foundations is a great step. For the new believer or the one wanting to take a next step of the initial steps of the faith. The fourth step you can take is our Discover Union Chapel gathering. This as well is hosted through Zoom. And we know that many of you are relatively new to Union Chapel. In fact, we have had hundreds of people over the last few months joining us in person as we were open here on the campus and online. And Discover Union Chapel is a one-hour gathering where we will talk about our history, our mission, and our vision that drives everything we do. And you'll see the information to respond to Discover right there in that text. Well, the last thing that I want to talk about is BU at UC. BU at UC stands for Bethel University at Union Chapel. Just a couple weeks ago, we announced that Union Chapel will become an extension site of Bethel University starting this coming August. And we are very excited about what this partnership will provide. Let me share with you what we hope to experience. Affordable, practical, local Christian education right here on the Union Chapel campus in Muncie, Indiana. We're very, very excited for this. With BU at UC, college students can receive 30 credit hours in a year and also be partnered for one-on-one and small group mentoring and discipleship and practical ministry experience with members of our Union Chapel staff. We're very excited about this opportunity and all of that in one year, 30 credit hours and that mentoring experience to do practical ministry for $10,000 a year. We're very, very excited to offer this local, practical, experiential model to bring college education and a Christian experience right here to Muncie, Indiana. And so you can see more information about that uh, right there through the response of that text. And we're, we're really looking forward to starting this in August. And church, this goes hand in hand with our vision and mission to raise up and train young leaders who will lead locally and globally the future of churches all over the country. And so we are looking forward to what God has in store. I do want to say in regards to BU at UC that there is a parent and student informational Zoom meeting on December 7th and on December 8th, either one of those. And so if you'll respond to us through that text, 
we'll be able to get back with you the details and information you need. Well, friends, I've given you five practical steps just to close this message about connection. My hope is that you will decide which one of these is right for you and take that step. And if you're having any trouble with the text in, you'll see that information again on the screen. If you have any trouble with that, as always, you can email us at info at unionchapel.com and we'll get right back with you with more information about your specific need to connect. Well, let's bow for a word of prayer for just a moment. Jesus, I thank you for this time today where we can open your word and we can see from Solomon and Ecclesiastes how you designed us for godly and meaningful connection. Lord, my prayer is for those who who hear these words and know right now that they're living life all alone in isolation, that they'll take steps to be free of isolation, exhaustion, and frustration. And Jesus, I thank you that godly and meaningful connection brings into our life production, provision, and protection. And so show us the steps of connection we need to take today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.